This is our point with Zach and Carmen. Good morning. Uh, good morning. Look at this. Um, people can't see this, Carmen, but don't I look gorgeous? <laughs> you do look uh, particularly, you're glowing today. I did I notice. Glowing. I am glowing. Um, everybody should get a ring light. I got this for Christmas. Um, so many video calls. And then I have like a window behind me that shines in light. So I need some front light so I don't get washed out. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be famous. So Well, and that fish tank light behind you also has some. some well, it has glare on it now because the ring light is reflecting in the fish <laughs> tank. So we're going to have to work on this, but it's okay. What are you up to? Work in progress. Um, I, I don't know. Are things lost, Carmen? What's going on? <laughs> Carmen, are you okay? I have some ancient headphones in my ears, um, the old Apple ones with the circle. So they're incredibly uncomfortable. And uh, you sound a little tinny. You sound tinny. Do I? No, I just thought that was a good. Oh, I was okay. like, but I'm using the microphone. I shouldn't sound tinny. It's just affecting my ears. Um, but I do Probably have the headphones, if I'm guessing. I have. Yes, I assume that, too. Um, I brought back the Stacey Abrams mug today <laughs> I because like, I was like, girl, you did that last time. You've lost yes. your mind. No, no, no. Tuesday was because it was Election Day in Georgia. And today we're celebrating Georgia. Oh, yeah. You mean the one state that single handedly saved the union? Yes, I do mean that. <laughs> yeah, I need to go on the record again and say every mean thing that I've said about Stacey Abrams, I apologize for since she single-handedly saved the union. So Lord savior, Stacey Abrams, I am sorry. Um, I don't know the rosary, so I can't like do whatever that is. Um, but I'm sure it's something about, I don't know, head, toes, shoulder, shoulder. Um, I have my gloating face on. You can't see it, but Zach, I mean, yeah. I still find her to be annoying, but she has results. So you can be annoying if you get shit done. It's true. It's so, true. And I, quite frankly, thought that we were going to get one of the Georgia seats. I did not think that we were going to get two. So. I know you and Alicia were both like, we're not going to win. We're not going to win. Don't get excited. Well, I mean, now that's the easier mindset to get in because it's true. It is yes. way better you're not to prepare as disappointed and devastated you and lose all in politics and you lose all the time. It is better to be prepared for the worst and be excited because the few times that I have been really hopeful, the despair is just so much. I haven't been excited since 2010. Yeah, well, I mean, I was excited for 2016 for a hot second that Hillary Clinton was going to pull this out. And then that that's true quickly turned into a hot mess. But I wasn't I don't want to say I wasn't as devastated in 16, but I had already become so jaded that yes. whereas in 2010, I was sobbing on the phone to my parents and in 2016. I don't know. We went to Eastway Bowl and just we yelled like, at people. Well, we, we did. <laughs> we did yell at people. I mean, I might have yelled at people. 
I don't remember. I can't be held responsible for you what yelling happened. at people is my favorite. So I can't be I responsible hope, for what happened. Did. Gosh, did anything else happen um, in between podcasts? Let's see. On that? The, we got the election results on Wednesday morning. Yes. Yes. And that so that was exciting. It was a good, um, it was a good Wednesday. Yeah. Morning. And then I went to so I do um, with a, a group of women, we do a menstrual product um, drive for the local food pantry in Sioux Falls. And we've done this, I think this is like our 11th or 12th year and it's always connected to MLK day. And so I went and I did a Kello land living taped a Kello land living interview, taped another interview with Kello. And they're like, okay, it's going to show at like two o'clock today on our little like guest show or whatever. So I just went home and turned on the news and waited to see my face Spoiler. Did it show up? My face did not show up on the TV. On they, t- they took your coverage? They preempted me <gasps> because terrorists overran the Capitol. Oh, I thought they were just peaceful protesters. They were not. Oh. Mm-hmm. They were terrorists. They're terrorists. Um, That's funny because I was on a work call <laughs> and not paying attention because it was a glorious Wednesday morning and what could happen. And then all of a sudden I get a text message that says they are, they have invaded the Capitol or something like that. I was like, what? So then I'm trying to like sit here and like pay attention forward with my eyes looking off to the right as I watch CNN. And I was like, oh my God, they really did storm the Capitol. This shit is crazy. Uh, Yes, I was also on a Zoom meeting and somebody had chatted me and they're like, oh, my God, the joint session is so amazing because they were supposed to certify the event. So there was actually something that was supposed to happen on Wednesday, which is where they were going to open the votes and count and Joe Biden was going to be president, blah, blah, blah. And then there was going to be, uh, I don't know, like a bunch of fuckwads and they were going to say like, no, I object. And so I was pretty excited for that chaos for the fuckwads. Yeah. And then here I am on a same thing. I was on a meeting and I have Twitter just running in the background. And it was like, breach. There was a breach, breach of the Capitol. And I was like, but I had had CNN on pause. So it was just DVRing. And I was like, okay, go live, go live. And I was like, I have got to get off of this phone call. I know. I was like, can we be done, please, with the phone calls? Oh, my God. It was like trying to work on 9-11. Like, why are you expecting me? Kind of. It kind of seemed as shocking and jarring as 9-11. That's what I that's what I thought. You probably were in elementary school on 9-11. So maybe that's not in elementary school. I was in middle school, which is more dignified. So it's probably not the best example to use for you, but for those of us who were working of working age uh, in 2001. What did you have to sit by the, the radio and listen to everything? (laughs) <laughs> is that what you had to do carmen <laughs> um, dial in dial in the fm radio i'm sure you've heard the story a hundred times but no yes. on 9 11 i uh, had the day off because i was in el paso on tour with bear in the big blue house so i actually went to mexico that day oh see um, so, so i, I didn't actually worry you are that um, day well i feel like we should just get into our articles because it's gonna talk about the talk about anyway all right so mine's uh, from riots. the la times uh i the headline is i'm in a room full of people panicked that i might inadvertently give away their location 
and it is by Sarah Wire. And she's a staff writer for the LA Times. And so she kind of gives a, a first person account because she was up in the gallery. She um, loves being in the chamber. She was also excited about the counting and the chaos that was going to happen. Um, but, you know, she has an 18 month old son. And so she was like pretty excited to get out of the house and um, <clears throat> watch Joe Biden um, vote gets votes get counted. Uh, but they knew like some chaos was brewing. And so her husband was like, wear something that blends in, like wear jeans and a t-shirt. Don't be all journaly. And so she gets there and, you know, like the counting only got, they, they did Alabama, then Alaska, then they got to Arizona. And then that's when everybody stood up and was like, I object. And then there was my, my, my. So then they had to split up. And so the Senate went to the Senate and the house went to the house and she was in the house gallery and that's when shit got crazy her phone buzzed at 141 and it was an alert from capitol police and they're going to do an internal relocation due to police activity but like be chill and then 30 minutes later they're like trying to get more things done and then because she's a journalist she like ran downstairs to get her laptop at 2 15 and so she was trying to like type out updates and then uh in the midst of this chaos she's like i'm really sorry but can you tell me how you're feeling right now <laughs> and i was like fucking journalists um but also it was nice that she was able to do that because then people were able to talk and find out how other people were doing. And they talk about how to use the gas masks. Um, they talk about hiding underneath the chairs. There was um, one representative who started to uh, pray. Another one was doing a play-by-play -play into his cell phone. Several were crying. Like it was just, it sounds, and of course this is what we didn't get to see when we were watching the terrorists climb over the walls of the Capitol and uh, break through windows. Uh, this is what was happening on the inside. I just thought it was really interesting. Well, I have some thoughts. I have on, some thoughts. on the article or on the riots in general? On in general, because of course okay. I like the things that she was talking and she was looking and she quickly looked up and clearly Nancy Pelosi was gone, like had vanished during the middle of the session. So clearly, because... Um, Speaker of the House is second in line following the vice president for line of succession. So clearly she was all of a sudden vanished. And that's when she was kind of like, oh, shit, something like this probably ain't good. Um, first off. Is anybody really fucking surprised that this happened? I mean, no, no. Because the president told them to do it. Well, and then the police, if you'll have watched any video coverage of this, were like, come right in, boys. Let me move these barricades for you. Yes, right they moved this the barricades. Way. They stopped to take selfies with them. That was um, There's videos sickening. of them high-fiving people. Mm -hmm. um, and also, these Republican members of Congress who, one, are objecting to the tallying of the certified votes of the Electoral College, these same people that scream up and down for state rights all of a sudden do not like the same states who have individually certified their own election results. So there's a sidebar for you. But they have also played into this craziness for months where they talk about the election is rigged. They go on all kinds of QAnon conspiracy theories. These people are equally 
culpable yes. is Donald Trump, in my opinion. And like, how can they be surprised that this happened? It just blows my brain. And then, of course, you talk about the police and <laughs> just letting them walk on in the room when there is a joint session of Congress happening. I don't know. It just is unfathomable that that was a thing that happened. Yeah, because that wasn't really what was so surprising. Like the the people on the outside who came specifically to overtake the Capitol, like that is what they had been talking about for weeks that this was their plan because the election was stolen from them. They were going to go attack the Capitol. Fine. I was not surprised about that. I was surprised about the police. Like I had a certain naivete that said, if you're a Capitol police officer, your job is to protect the Capitol. And they, they did not see their job in the same way that I did. And the difference, you know, there's all these pictures just opposing the, police response and the the law enforcement response for the Black Lives Matter group uh, over the summer versus this group. When you look at the protesters that were tear gassed to make way for Donald Trump to walk down the street and hold a Bible upside down, like that is not the show of force that these terrorists got. And I keep using that word because we talk about- They are like, ter- terrorists. They They're, are terrorists, A, yes. This was treasonous behavior. Um, <laughs> And we're all like the people who've worked in uh, abortion care are very used to domestic terrorism. Like this people, white people show up with guns and flags and bullhorns and um, do this across the country and have for years. So um, I don't find any of this behavior particularly surprising at all. I am shocked that only five people died. And three of them appear to be like heart attacks. Yes. Well good for them i i am also shocked by obviously a law enforcement's response to this again the just position let me to to think about what the black lives matter movements meant this summer again taking the picture you're right with the president holding the bible upside down the manner which they quickly shot off rubber bullets and tear gas I, i i don't know Maybe their trigger fingers sore from all of the shooting they did this summer. Um, But clearly it's not working. And that kind of leads into my article, which is going to continue my rant, which is also from The Hill. And it says, Graham, Lindsey Graham, rails against security failure at the Capitol. Rioters could have killed us all by Jordan Carney. And Lindsey Graham is a big old bitch, in my opinion. And... He is one of these people that, again, has cozied up to the president for the last four years, has been partaked in all kinds of crazy conspiracy theories, stoked anger and fear, um, and really riled these people up, talked about the fraud in the election. And then all of a sudden, you know, this this has been too much. Now he can't take it anymore. And it's like, oh, oh, you little fucking baby. Is that because all of a sudden you were scared? Were you scared, Lindsay? Were you crying under your school desk and remembering the cold war and covering your head? What were you, what were you, were you, was somebody going to get you, Lindsay? I mean, and so that's what he's like bitching about, right? He's like, um, he's embarrassed and disgusted. They could have blown 
the building up. They could have killed us all. They could have destroyed the government. Lethal force should have been used. We dodged a major bullet. If this isn't a wake up call, I don't know what is. Um, and then he goes on to say, like, how could this happen 20 years after 9-11? It's mind boggling that such an event occur could occur. And I do not disagree with his statements here, yes. but he they just ring a little hollow because he hasn't cared about it before. Yes. And he helped create this problem. So, I mean, this isn't something that happens overnight. This is something that's been building for decades. And to think that these people all of a sudden are, you know, trying to wave the hero flag and bailing on the president. You see all of these cabinet secretaries that are bailing at the last minute. I mean, they are doing this to save their own skin potentially for any future aspirations, right? So they can go out saying that they disemboweled and walked away from the president. No, you did that in the last two weeks. And right. like, nobody like what you weren't doing anything in the last two weeks, but cleaning at your desk anyway. Yes. And these are the same people again, that they're now going to disobey, disemboweled the president after, I don't know, children in cages, almost starting world war three, getting impeached, um, prolonged government shutdowns, not taking the pandemic seriously, mocking, um, women and people with disabilities uh i don't know telling members of congress to go back to their home country now 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 you're this was finally the straw that was too much i just bitch please i can't stand any of their their bullshit but back to this article in lindsey graham saying that the capital was stormed it was jarring to me to think of my time in dc and seeing all of these men and women up on top of the building with their machine guns and clearly they are for nothing. So take them off the goddamn roof if the Capitol building can be stormed during a joint session of Congress with the vice president inside, with the vice president-elect inside, and they don't shoot. Like, right, what, what's the whole... What's the point of this? I don't... I don't know. I, and I just go back to thinking Carmen and I had this conversation with me previously because DC is a territory and they are, are not an individual state. Um, it is up to the president to grant permission for the national guard to be used. Well, there's lots of articles and conversations about the fact that president Trump refused to send in the national guard. He refused to grant their request for the the National Guard when both leaders of the of Congress, Nancy and um, Mitch McConnell, they asked for it. They were denied. They this went on for hours to the point where the Pentagon actually bypassed the president and went to Mike Pence. And Mike Pence was the one who who authorized the National Guard to be sent in. This took four hours. Oh, interesting. After I didn't I didn't know that Pence was the one who did it. Yes, they Pence was the one that finally gave orders. And in the beginning, Pence was the one that was getting all the kudos from folks for taking action as the president sat quietly at the White House. I imagine he was like laughing at TV coverage because he's yes, the one that's, that's how I pictured it as well. There was he, the gleeful... he's the one that did this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mr. Burns from The Simpsons is what I envision happening here. And I mean, this was like a bad Gerard Butler movie, <laughs> like just 
complete chaos. And I, I, first off, all of these law enforcement agencies have the ability to act much faster. I promise if the White House was under siege, it wouldn't take them five hours for cops to show up, right? I wouldn't think so. Well, wasn't it so because they couldn't get the National Guard or any kind of help for D.C., um, the Maryland State Police came and some Virginia state and the some the Virginia I knew I could I knew it was somebody from Virginia but I didn't know if it was their National Guard or if it was their state police but yeah like it was faster for them to come from like other places and obviously they're very close to each other but well I mean other I guess. states were trying to help because DC could not do it on their own and then well, the capital kind of police were choosing not to Capitol Police is different than D.C. Police, which folks yes. should know, which is different than the Secret Service and all of that. So I can't imagine still that all of the Secret Service, all of Capitol Police, all of Park Police, because the national parks are in charge of the National Mall. They have their own police department that all of D.C. Police that surrounding Arlington. I mean, moving forward, like the fucking capital is being is under siege and being broken into by crazy people or the white house. I just assume that it's like automatic, like we're at war, get there. Like let's not take five hours to like get a piece of paper signed. Yeah. I, like I said, I, I was flummoxed. Just so we all know I knocked over my ring light in (laughs) anger in anger. So they're, Ring light down. I am in the dark. I'm so mad. I'm going to blame this on fucking Lindsey Graham, too. Uh, uh, okay, I'm getting more coffee. I have to go fix this. Wait, wait. Okay. So the did I tell you about the journal I got? The, um, I don't know. I don't, it's something about um, fuck this shit show, a gratitude journal for tired ass women. Yes. Yes. And every day there's a section for asshole of the day. And there were so many assholes on Wednesday. I ran out of room. I oh, was did like, you just actually individually name them. I did. I started, um, you know, cause like obviously Trump, Pence, McConnell, Graham, Holly, like mm-hmm. that asshole Cruz got in there. And then I was like all of the Capitol police. Um, yeah. It was, yeah. it was a lot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Go fix your, go fix your light. All right. Bye. Okay, so last episode we told you about one of the representatives from Colorado who is going to come to... With her Glock. uh, With her Glock, yep. She was going to pack heat in the Capitol, which now, wasn't that the Capitol Police that were like, we have rules here and we're going to call her? Wasn't that... That was DC cops. That was DC because that was the, the because dis- in the, the district, district. Okay, in the district you can't have guns, but again, the Capitol grounds are not considered part of DC. Gotcha. Okay. So I found another um, wacky representative. Ooh, there's more. There's more. I. Oh, good. I mean, we could we could probably profile one every episode and not. That run sounds out. fun. So Mary Miller, Rep. Mary Miller, she's a Republican from Illinois, and she um, was uh, at a rally on the Capitol Hill on Tuesday. God, there's so many rallies. And so she wants the 2020 presidential election to be overturned, but like not her race, I'd like to add. Yeah, because that's the other thing that these 
nitwits can't figure out is that they were all on the same ballot. Yeah. So like they got the votes. So we should keep their votes, but not Joe Biden's votes. Like, yes. fuck off. So well, here's where here's her quote. Oh, wait, did I tell you my article? It's from The Hill and it says newly sworn in Republican lawmaker condemned by Holocaust Museum after Hitler quote mm. um, by Zach Bedrick. So her, here's her quote. Hitler was right on one thing that whoever <laughs> has the youth has the future. Our children are being propagandized. And so the Holocaust Museum. Oh, my God. Sends out a statement. <laughs> Uh, unequivocally condemning her remarks. Like, uh, we condemn any leader trying to advance a position by claiming Adolf Hitler was, quote, <laughs> right. Uh, Adolf Hitler's Germany plunged Europe into the most destructive event in human history, uh, which is World War II, and the Holocaust resulted in the genocide of six million European Jews. Unbelievable. And oh, so then, you know, there are still like Holocaust survivors alive in this article quotes one, like, do not misuse my history, like history, it minimizes the evil that was Nazism, which I feel like uh, the Nazis have come out again. Uh, so that's, that's a real bummer. Mm -hmm. um, we should be learning from history, not exploiting it. Um, also, there are some Jewish people um, in Congress including John Ossoff. John Ossoff. Uh, anyway, another Illinois representative who is Jewish um, was like, I think she should resign. This is outrageous. Like, this is bullshit. So then there were quite a few tweets about it. And they're like, okay, the point she was trying to make was children. Children are important. Children are the future, whatever. And someone was like, you know, Whitney Houston also saying that oh, children are our future. I believe that children are the future. Uh, there are many, many other people that Mary could have quoted besides Hitler. Um, and the fact yeah. that she chose Hitler, I mean, is is really telling. It was not an accident. Um, it's not an accident. These people think of these things. They clearly glorify or justify some things that Hitler did. And I mean, I'm not going to go around and quote like the positives of Genghis Kong. Like what? Why? Why would you ever think that it's a good idea, especially as a member of Congress, to be? to have Hitler and the word right in the same sentence. Yeah. Why would you do that? Like so dumb. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? So, don't you think it'd be fun to be whoever was at the Holocaust museum and was like, well, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on guys, <laughs> guys, we got a wackadoodle over here. She said Hitler was right. And then they just get a like, Oh no, let, let me respond. Let me respond here, here, here. And then, <laughs> send well that's what i was like how often does the holocaust museum make statements in response to things i, I have just, a feeling it is I thought more it was great. times than we i know and i was like honestly it's probably like been an uptick in the last four or five years for sure yeah it's that's a lot that's something they shouldn't have to deal with um my article my last article is diverting because it reminded me of something that I've experienced in my life, but not to the extent as this woman. So in the Huffington Post, there was a, um, uh, <laughs> I want to know what part of this an you've article in um, your life. titled, I blog about sex for a living. 
here's how it affects my dating life by Tatiana King. And so Tatiana obviously um, talks about sex a lot. She reviews sex toys. She goes to porn conventions and yada, yada, yada. Um, She's trained a graduate or she is in school currently to become a clinical sex therapist. So all of her passions and hobbies are, are pointing towards a career. Good for you, Tatiana. Um, the picture that she of course includes in her guest writing um, post has her tits pushed so far up that I can see why she's successful. Um, <laughs> But she goes on to say that at some point on every date, the question comes around that is that says, so tell me about yourself. What do you do for a living? And now that is something that I, in times past, have had to answer when you don't want to. I mean, not technically on a date situation, but definitely in other social settings, especially when I worked in politics, in conservative areas, sometimes you just don't want to talk about it, right? So you try to evade as long as you possibly can. And Tatiana had to experience the same thing where she like tries not to go too far into it because she's had some horror stories and it never ends up coming that she'll get people that are like, you're a nymphomaniac. Um, And then she has to say, I'm not. And she has to continue to go down this crazy path. She also talks about how just because she's a sex blogger, people automatically assume that she loves all of the dick pics in the DMs. Um, apparently she's tired of it and the unsolicited. Which we don't. Dick- yeah. Yeah. Nobody, and nobody enjoys dudes that. just like unsolicited dick pics in general, just not a good idea. Just don't do that because when you do the unsolicited ones, I promise you, whether it's a gay man or a straight woman, they show their friends, they show their immediately. friends immediately. <laughs> And you get laughed at because the ones that are unsolicited are never the good ones. Um, uh, they talk about how at some point she was on a, a date random. She got a random request to have a threesome or group sex. And all of a sudden she was thrown into this conversation with a guy and his either girlfriend. Yeah. His girlfriend who clearly seemed reluctant um, and then the dude was like, don't worry about her silence. She's just shy, but I swear she wants a threesome as much as I do. Does she, dude? Does she? Yeah. The Well, and she talks about like male acquaintances yeah. are asking her for threesomes with their girlfriends because she like wrote an article about threesomes or group sex. And yeah, because he was like trying to do the video chat between the three of them and then texting her privately. And I was like, this is not going to go well for you, buddy. No, and you're just a creep now. You're just yeah. a creep. And then Tatiana blocks him. And now he is going to be very awkward in this chat with just his girlfriend. <laughs> now someone has turned them down. Like that, that was an, just a, probably an awkward night for everyone. I know. I mean, I guess I just never thought about a sex blogger having to go through the dating experience. Um, But I imagine that that exposes you to more creeps than you already run into in your normal roundabout internet dating life. Um, Well, what I thought was pretty interesting about this. So women tend to have this experience on the internet anyway. 
you know, when you think about, um, you all aren't alone. Let me tell you that. Well, I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, poor women, the, you know, like you could be right. I think about Felicia day and she, um, is a gamer and, you know, and like, like that gamer gate. And, um, so like, she's writing about playing video games and she gets unsolicited dick pics, dick pics. and, um, all sorts of this. And so, uh, of course, this woman who's a sex blogger ends up with the, the same kind of response. But uh, yes, to them, dudes, dudes are very, very proud. They they really are, They're and they really proud. If you are gonna start just sending out some dick pics, get yourself a ring light. Yes, like, you need good lighting. You and need good lighting. I should let everybody know the brand I got because it tips over and falls <laughs> on the floor and it doesn't break. So this is the one that all dudes need because you know that they're bad at taking pictures. So there's going to have to be yeah. positioning and getting mm-hmm. all of the things correctly. Also, like, like maintain some of your shit down there if you're going to be out there sending pictures to people. Don't let that get unruly and then start Agreed. like snapping pics. Also, well, clean your fucking fingernails. Mm. have you seen the gross fingernail ones mm-hmm, you're mm-hmm. like oh my. that's some good advice <clears throat> that's good right in your fingernails All right. well and just take a couple good ones and then use those over and over yes don't don't think like i'm just gonna quick take one and send Ugh. it immediately no 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 that's where you go wrong yeah don't do that keep it keep that. a little arsenal yeah i mean but also just like don't don't send random dick pics. To yeah. Also, don't do it. But yeah, I know don't I know they're not going to take that advice. So now we need now we're trying to help. Yes. Um. But also, like Tatiana says, just because she, um, has a degree or is getting a degree in you know, sexual um, therapy, or she's a sex blogger, does not make her, um, somebody who wants to do all of the crazy sex. It's not not how that works. Well, and she said, like, sometimes it seems like she likes writing about it more than having it. And I (laughs) was like, well, if you're dating, yeah, like if you haven't found a good partner or if you're, you know, she's obviously not just out there hooking up with whomever, which is kind of the point of her article. So it might be more fun than to write about. Well, this was disappointing. Well, especially if this is what you run into when you do dating or having to do it, clearly right. that would not be enjoyable. So poor Tatiana. Good article. Good article. Any um, parting thoughts over there? Oh, I knew you were going to ask me that. And no, no. Well, I, well, I ahead. had some, but I think I'm going to save them for save the them. next, the next episode. I so. have been getting, oh, it's your birthday tomorrow. It is my That's... birthday tomorrow. That's true. So. Happy birthday. Thank you. Um, I'm not like Sarah. I don't get birthday hats and private pool parties, but that's okay. I'm not, not, not holding. Um, and why don't you get those things? Because we're in a pandemic. Well, you also said I, you were the one who put the kibosh on birthday plans. Well, my birthday plans were quickly becoming what the hell can karma do? Because I'm bored plans. So. <laughs> So that's what that was. But if you did want a road trip to Texas, just say so. (laughs) Yeah, like, no. Um, Back to my parting thought, which I have now forgotten. Um, No, I've been getting a kick out of all of these memes and stuff that are like, I want to end my free trial of 2021. Like, it's not, I'm within seven days. Can I please get back my free trial? 
or, um, you know, basically people are like, well, 2022 is going to be our year. <laughs> or have you seen the one where it's the Joker showing um, the dude from it around? He's like, here, let me show you my place. Um, <laughs> that one's great. Um, the one where it has 20, 2021's like, here, hold my beer and hands it off to 2022 or 2020. I think that's great. Um, I think my all-time favorite one is the Meredith from the Parent Trap movie where she finds out this was Dennis Quaid's girlfriend when she finds out that there's two twins and she like looks at one and she's like, huh? and then she looks at the other and goes the other direction. She's like, huh? and then she goes back and forth like three times. Like there's two of them. Like that's probably my other favorite. So I've been living for, for the, the 2021 meme so far. So thank you for that as nice. we have almost imploded our democracy, um, you know, six days in seven days in um, yeah sounds- my um i'll have to find that parent trap one that sounds good i liked the video i sent you with the it had six days without incident and then she flicks it off the board and replaces it with zero no, starts yeah, drinking not, wine not great i do also want to let every all of our pointers know um that that that, that zach the entertainment reporter um is on the scene with the upcoming Kim Kardashian and Kanye West divorce. I and saw all that the rumors there. Um, there has just been some national emergency stuff that again has been preempted. So Zach, the entertainment reporter is on the scene and we will be getting an update soon on Kim and Kanye. Oh, I good tease. I am yeah. on the edge of my seat. Good, 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 good. All right. Well, fingers crossed to the building still standing today. <laughs> oh, and I thanks to everyone. Um, I'm the reason we moved this to Friday because on Wednesday, Zach was like, are we going to record on Thursday? And I was like, if the entire hour is just me going, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Um, so I needed some time to become a little bit more coherent. So that was on me. So this is Carmen coherent. This was it. I hope you enjoyed that. It was the best I could do. All right. We'll talk tomorrow. We'll talk later. We'll talk later. We'll talk later. I'm gonna, we I'll, talk all the time. Yeah, I'll see you in 15 minutes. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Our Point. To stay up to date and for links of the articles that we discussed in this podcast, join us on Facebook and Twitter at Our Point Podcast. If you have articles that you would like us to discuss, feel free to tag us on Facebook or Twitter, or you can also email us at ourpointpodcast at gmail.com.